Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Been a lot of talk today in relation to Lisa Smith and whether she should be allowed to return to Ireland. Just to give you a very brief outline of the situation, the Irish woman detained in Syria on suspicion of ISIS membership will be allowed to return, according to Leo Varadka, because he said it's a compassionate thing. Now, of course, Lisa is from Dundalk and she did serve in the Irish Army previously in the Air Corps and also with the 27th Irish Infantry Battalion but has spent some time when she moved to Syria via Tunisia several years ago. She also has a two-year-old child as well. I want to know whether you believe she should be allowed to return to Ireland, similar to Shamima Begum uh, in the UK, who the US Foreign Secretary, or should say Home Secretary in the UK, has refused to allow back in. But now he's been asked to re-look at the case on compassionate grounds because her baby has just died. So I want to know what you think. I do want to speak to somebody in relation to this. Uh, Will Geddes has 20 years experience in specialist security uh, with extensive experience providing security for and advising international corporations, high net worth individuals, celebrities and heads of state and foreign royal families. So he knows his stuff when it comes to international security. Good afternoon to you, Will. Hello, Niall. Um, Will, I mean, this has become a big news story, not just for the UK, but now for Ireland as well, because there are many people um, who moved off, who are radicalised, who moved off and, you know, fought for ISIS or ISIL in Syria. And now we have a situation, do we allow them back in the country? Because can we leave them stateless, essentially, because they are Irish or UK citizens, as the case may be. So what do we do in these situations? Well, it's a very difficult one, and we have to follow the letter of the law, obviously, as we have it set out in this country, because obviously it works to our advantages, and it's there because we're uh, sophisticated um, you know, um, countries in terms of how we deal jurisdictionally with these kinds of situations. However, 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 now, we've got a big challenge at the moment, obviously, in terms of these returning jihadis, which in many cases are only returning because of the diminishing position that obviously Islamic State has in Syria and Iraq. And they have nowhere else to go. So it all, to a certain extent, becomes kind of convenient that they are wishing to return to the countries which, until very recently, they swore as their enemies. I mean, as women, and we say this as women because they were brides, essentially, ISIS brides, how dangerous are they, Will? I mean, what's the worst they can do apart from maybe radicalise other individuals? Because, you know, from a physical point of view, what danger could they be? And I suppose from a UK's point of view, it's a lot more dangerous because we haven't seen situations as you've seen in the UK. And we, we've seen terrorist attacks in the UK. Thankfully, here in Ireland, we haven't been affected by that yet. But it is still illegal to be part of an illegal organisation, i.e. IRA or ISIS. And we have a special criminal court that deals with those situations. But how dangerous are they, these individuals? Well, they could be immensely dangerous. Uh, and I think it's, it's a mistake to overlook both age, as there is in Shamima Begum's case, um, but also their position and stature within the Islamic State community. And something that we do definitely know is that not only have female sort of the ISIS supporters and especially jihadi wives have taken a combative role. A good example of that was a thousand of them which were trained up to obviously carry out operations in Libya. But in addition to that, they were instrumental in the management of many of the Yazidi women and children who were captured by Islamic State, which was widespread genocide. And in terms of the women and children, they were abused, tortured, used within the homes, raped by their husbands uh, and treated in the most appalling, appalling conditions. And I would I would beseech anybody who is feeling sympathetic for these jihadi wives 
to perhaps do a little bit of further research just to get a, a fuller picture of exactly what we're dealing with here. Well, we, we did see with Shamima with the interviews recently by Sky News and also by the BBC that she, she felt no compassion towards heads she saw in buckets or, so to say, in bins that she's seen of those who had been beheaded. She didn't seem to feel any compassion for the Manchester bombing. She didn't seem to have any compassion for anybody. But is that a case of her being brainwashed? And could she be equally brainwashed back to the real world and back to Western civilization if they were brought back? You know, it's a really, really good question. And it's a question which has to be dealt with in isolation with individual cases, to be honest. Up. I mean, we're looking at situations where Islamic State as a terrorist organization is very, very different, for example, to Al-Qaeda. Now, Al-Qaeda, obviously, and the Islamic State have been fighting for the pole position of Islamic extremists. But with Al-Qaeda, it is very much recriminatory actions to be taken against countries that they feel have damaged the Middle East and their communities and caused harm and death and mayhem, obviously, to their own people. In terms of, obviously, Islamic State, they're about establishing their own cult, their own country and caliphate, as they call it, uh, which is quite a different entity because they're living under the Sharia law where they believe that they dictate exactly what people will do that live within their communities and how they gained those communities and how they, they took over and captured various different people within Syria and Iraq uh, and then indoctrinated within those, um, one has to question the ability to rehabilitate those individuals and de-radicalize Because they still, they, they still want to live under Sharia law, uh, under this self-declared caliphate, so they still want to live that way, even if they come back to the West. You're absolutely right. And the thing is, is that what you're not doing is reframing their thinking in terms of maybe let's draw your your perspective to a wider screen to understand and comprehend some of the issues and maybe some of those motivations that were driving you to follow that particular course. But with Islamic State and the Sharia law, extremist elements of Sharia law, you know, it was sanctioning the raping of women, of children, of selling them on sex uh, markets, on Facebook for anything like $20 in some instances. I mean, this was quite the most abhorrent society. And can you really readjust someone back into their own country? And what are their motivations? As you say, with remorse, one might have that glimmer of hope, but very few of them are showing that. I mean, your own Home Secretary, of course, has shown little compassion up to now. Now, they're asking him to have compassion, obviously, after this baby had died, for uh, Shamima's baby has died. But here in Ireland, our own Taoiseach doesn't seem to be shown that same sort of bravery, as some people might call it. And he's saying it's a compassionate thing. And because she's an Irish citizen, under the law, that we can't have her being stateless. In other words, we can't turn around and renege on the fact that she's an Irish citizen. This is Lisa Smith that I'm talking about, who's from Ireland. I mean, can we actually turn around and say to somebody that we want now want to, you're, you're stateless, essentially. You can't get citizenship of wherever you happen to be at the moment, but we're in Bangladesh. But now we want you to come back to Ireland and you're not going to be stateless either. You know, we, we can't allow you to be stateless under law. Well, again, that, that's very ambiguous at the moment and there isn't any clear-cut guidelines. And certainly there's uh, appealings to both your government and also to Sajid Javid in the Home Office here in the UK um, to try and uh, extol some sort of sympathy uh, and try and be empathetic, obviously, in terms of these returning jihadis. I personally don't feel that they can return into their communities with any kind of positive influence. I think you're going to be bringing back some of that indoctrination regardless of however much you try and de-radicalise them. But, I think but they, they, the yeah, but their argument is, Will, that we can't allow them to be somebody else's problem either because, you know, they don't want them either. And, I mean, ultimately, the carrying, well, this particular one carries an Irish passport. She is Irish. She lived in Dundalk here, was raised in Dundalk in Ireland. And it's our problem, not some other country's problem. 
Well, to uh, yes and no. I mean, I would say that one also has to follow the same guidelines as it would that if you or I carried out a, a criminal activity in a foreign country, we would be subject to the jurisdictional system that is in place within that country. Um, the, the UK can, or Ireland for that matter, could apply for extradition, could apply for you to be obviously uh, to spend your time incarcerated within an Irish or a UK jail for that matter, but that will be for the courts to decide, obviously, within that particular country. And we see this often within the UAE quite recently. We've seen this in Singapore and Southeast Asia and various other parts of the world. And personally, I would rather my taxpaying money was sent or attributed to actually supporting the jurisdictional system within Syria to prosecute those that are carried out crimes in that territory. Okay, so you'd rather see them go to jail there because it's a safer bet, essentially, than having them go to jail in this country. And the fact is, of course, we are quite a compassionate country when it comes to these things, that she may not even go to jail if she did go to the Special Criminal Court in this country because we now have to prove that she was doing something while she was over there. Well, exactly. And that's the other challenge that you've got, which is in terms of any kind of evidence other than being aligned to a prescribed uh, terrorist group as to what criminal activities they've, uh, they've been involved in. And uh, gaining and gathering that intelligence and evidence in itself would be incredibly expensive if it is not already forthcoming. And ultimately, that is only going to answer the process. Now, if you can't prosecute the individual to the fullest extent of the law in terms of the various crimes that they may allegedly have carried out, then that person is going to spend a very little time incarcerated does the de-radicalization process potentially work? That could be questionable. And then they're back into the community and you've just inherited a problem back home again. One final question. They're asking your own Home Secretary now to obviously reconsider his decision in relation to Shamima. Um, you know, and our Taoiseach has already said it's, a, as he averted commas, a compassionate thing. Uh, and you're being probably accused of being uncompassionate. Uh, does compassion come into this at all? I think compassion comes into it when you talk about innocent children. And I think, obviously, it's, it's regrettable that uh, her child obviously died within the conditions, obviously, of the camp that she's currently in, the refugee camp, our hold that she's in. Um, I think something could be done. And Jeremy Hunt over in the United Kingdom is looking at, with Penny Mordaunt, ways to potentially repatriate the children who, by birthright, will have British nationality or Irish nationality, for that matter. That's, she has a two-year-old um, child. The Irish one has a two-year-old child, yes. Well, absolutely. And I, I don't see any reasons that if the, if the parent is willing, to, obviously, for the child to be repatriated, which ultimately is quite often their reasoning to wanting to return, which is to uh, opportune by the fantastic healthcare systems that we both have, that they chose to turn their backs on whenever they decide to go out and join Islamic State. Uh, I'm all for the children where possible, but it's a very complex operation to actually uh, extract someone from a conflict zone and bring them back to their home country. All right, well, listen, thank you very much indeed, and I appreciate you coming on the air. That is uh, Will Geddes, who's a security expert, manager, director, and founder of International Corporate Protection. I appreciate you coming on the air today. Now, loads of people texting in saying, absolutely not, Leo Varadkar has lost his mind. Uh, sources, by the way, say it's understood that Mrs. Smith and her two-year-old child are currently in the Al-Hal uh, refugee camp, which is administered by the SDF, and the camp holds about 30,000 refugees from ISIS and the Syrian civil war. And according to media reports, she is desperately, or it is desperately short of resources. Mrs. Smith and her child are being held in a sub-camp with about 500 other wives and children of ISIS fighters. 
There is no doubt about the activities that she's been up to while she's been there and the support she has given to ISIS. The secure area was set up by the camp authorities following the violence between ISIS supporters and other refugees. And most of those in this sub-camp are foreign nationals, including, until recently, Shamima Begum, who travelled from London to join ISIS when she was 15. Ms Begum's case, of course, was in the media last week. And the father of Mrs Smith's child is a UK national who was recently killed. It is believed that Mrs Smith, Lisa Smith, was married to this man, but it is not clear if she provided any further support to his and the terrorist organisation. Our security sources confirm that Lisa Smith has been placed under surveillance in 2011 while still a member of the Defence Forces and she resigned from the Air Corps here in Ireland that year shortly after being denied permission to wear a headscarf while on duty. It is understood around this time she became radicalised through contacts with Islamic extremists both in person and on Facebook and she left for Syria in either 2014 and 2015, we don't actually know, and settled in territories controlled by ISIS. But today I want to know whether she should be allowed home. She is from Dundalk. She's an Irish citizen. She has a two-year-old child. She wants to come back to Ireland. Leo Varadkar said she will be, I'm going to say he didn't use the word welcome back, but he said she's an Irish citizen. There's nothing we can do about it. We have to allow her back in the country. And she will be questioned and interrogated in Syria before she comes home. Now, online, as I said to talk to was Will Geddes, who is the founder of the Managing Director of International Corporate Protection. He believes absolutely not. He's an expert in security. He says no, but the Irish government are saying yes. Peter, you're on Classic Kids. Peter, are we too soft? Or, or do you believe she should be allowed to come home? Um, I don't agree with what she's done, but she should be allowed home. Um, the government shouldn't help her to come home, but if she comes home by her own steam, she should be allowed to stay. She's an Irish but how is, she, how, how is she going to come home? She's in a refugee well, camp, for God's sake. She's no money. Well, she found out how to get over there on her own, didn't she? Well, yeah, but let's say, let's she, say for she, example, she, her she, family. She, okay, well, let's say her family come up with the money and they say, like, we'll bring her home. Should, should she be allowed? Be, of course she should. I mean, like, if, if, the, if she went over there and I don't agree with what she don't know, what she what she's claimed to have done or whatever it is, um, that's terrible, all the ISIL stuff and all that. But if, if if an Irish person went over and committed murder in whatever country, Australia, America, you, you, you don't hear people saying they shouldn't be allowed back in. People that member of the IRA in their legal force at the time, mm-hmm. they're all allowed back in. Okay, but, she, she, but, but, yeah, but, but you know, I understand people compare the IRA and ISIS all the time. You know, at its best, the IRA was never the terror organi- terrorist organization that ISIS was. ISIS are responsible for the deaths of millions of people, whereas the IRA, you know, realistically, at its best during the 70s and the Troubles, had 1,500 signed up members. So realistically, it's not the same thing, is it? It's, it's, it's just a, on, on a bigger scale. Well, it's not really. The IRA had one target and one target only, which was the mainland UK. I mean, you're looking at ISIS, who has a target. I mean, these radicals and these extremists have a target of anybody who doesn't agree with them. Oh, I, I, I don't agree with ISIS whatsoever. I don't get me wrong on that point. Like, around suicide bombs and chopping people's heads off, and like that's absolutely vile. Like, but at the same at the same time, like people have done. Irish citizens have done extremely bad stuff abroad and have come home and you haven't seen the uproar about any of that stuff. Okay, well, but say there because Billy, you're on Classic Kids. Billy, Peter believes that just like anybody else who commits a crime in another country, once they're answerable to their crimes, they should be allowed to come home. Yeah, well, you had the security, I'm not a security expert, but you had the security expert that said definitely not. This is a no-brainer. No way she should be allowed in the country. The English done the right thing. She well, when you're back. saying the English done the right thing, they might be changing their minds now. Well, they should, that, that's crazy because, well, if they do change their mind, they need to uh, keep her locked up until they get all the facts. 
because if we let this girl Lisa Smith from Dundalk back or whatever, right? She's radicalised. We don't know how much she's brainwashed. We don't know whether she's going to be detained here. So if she's not, if she's out in bail or whatever, if she's charged with anything and she's out in bail, get to call and ask the cardio out like a suicide uh, bomb or something. You might think I'm dreaming, I'm watching too much telly, but it happens. It happened in Manchester. It happened in other places. Uh, there's no wage in hell should be ba- allowed back. And uh, as uh, one of your texters says, is Veronica uh, lost his marbles? He, I know they're stupid, but they are really. Uh, but the, he, the point he's making is we don't have a choice. Well, that that she is an Irish citizen. This is the thing that gets. And by the fact re- that she carries an Irish passport, yeah, her child has an Irish passport. Just bear with me, Niall. This is the thing that gets me right. Uh, Simon Colvin is the minister for foreign affairs, is he? Mm-hmm. Right. He's a minister for affairs, so he should... No, he's not, actually. He's not, actually. Sorry, Charlie Flanagan is right, Charlie Flanagan. We'll no, no, Charlie Flanagan's minister of justice. Minister of justice, yeah. Right. Colvany, uh, uh, whatever Phoenix area is, doesn't matter. But uh, he should go pair of balls, right? Regardless of whether she has Irish citizenship. She's a national... Uh, she, uh, she's a danger to security in the country. She, he should say, no, she's not coming in, right? And the EU, as we're members of the EU, the EU should back us up because we bent over backwards for the EU and different issues about uh, finance and everything and uh, Brexit and everything. Um, the EU should back us on this. She's a danger to national security. I want to go... I'm going to work now very shortly, yeah? yeah. I don't want people but, like... Her. But Simon Coveney, as the Minister for Foreign Affairs, as you rightly pointed out in the first place, and Charlie Flanagan as Minister for Justice, have rules set down by the European <laughs> Union. Well, hang on. And part of the rules set out by the European Union is that you cannot um, leave a citizen stateless. Now, listen, Niall... But I'm, I'm just telling you, they're the rules. Yeah, but well, listen, we we don't have to abide by them. We can listen. If this is Donald Trump, he wouldn't let them in, and they'd back him up. Well, but actually, Do- well, Donald Trump did recently, although he wouldn't allow it into his own country, but did recently say that the governments of Europe should allow these citizens back in and put them in jail. Yeah, because he doesn't want to have to be seen to be bad when he has to refuse himself. America refused him, Australia refused him, Canada. Just because we don't have to, as I said, get a pair of balls, Coveney, say no and get the European Union back in. The European Union owes us, as far as I'm concerned. Peter, is that a fair point that, you know, Billy is saying, here we have a security expert uh, on the air a few minutes ago, Will Geddes, who knows more about security than you and I would ever know, and he's saying exactly. absolutely not. These individuals shouldn't be allowed back into your country. Listen, I know all about rather relative, I don't know about it, but I read about it all on, on the papers and everything else, and, and I see the fear behind it. Um, and I know the guy's on about Europe. Uh, Germany, Germany's after letting, was it a million refugees in? Yeah, it's more, it's more than now. It's one point eight now, I believe. Yeah. There you go, and you let them in, and you're saying that, they, that some of those haven't been radicalised, no checks whatsoever, just let back in, and you're saying you won't let an Irish citizen. And I, I don't get me wrong, like I well, don't. But a lot of people don't agree with the fact that one point eight million refugees come into Germany in the first place, and not all of those are radicalised. By the way, there are very no, few of them, no, small percentage, very few. But yeah. still, they were still like open borders. Just let them in. But look what's happened there. But it, one, when, when one, you're, one you're quoting something there, and you, when, when you look back over the last five years of what's happened in France and what's happened in Berlin and what's happened in other countries around Europe in relation to individuals, and I'm not talking about just Muslims, I'm talking about individuals who are Muslim, who are radicalised, we've seen the damage they've done. Mm, it's, it's, it's extremist. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, she I'm, is an extremist. Why would you yeah, want but, to let her back? Like, I mean, we, we, okay, well, hang on, Billy. She is an extremist. Shamima Begum is an extremist. They are extremists. Of course she is, but she's still an Irish citizen. I mean, to make people, she's, an, people, she's a danger. She could come back here and she could commit a suicide bomb attack in the. Well, we don't know. You're, you're, you're making an assumption, Billy, that you. No, but hang on. But what, who blew up the kids in Manchester Arena? 
Yeah, well, they were extremists, absolutely. And about abuse. Well, OK, and, and the, by the way, I, we, see, the thing about it is, and according to Leah Varadkar, obviously, you know, obviously she will be interrogated. It says, I know the authorities there will want to interrogate her to see if she's been involved in any crimes there, but it's very possible that she wasn't a combatant. And, and it's fair to say, Billy, that she wasn't a combatant, but the point is that she supported, Peter, she supported combatants. She was married, we believe, to um, a fighter, a, a jet fighter. Uh, or not uh, a jet Eisel, fighter. Eisel, <laughs> a fighter jet pilot, sorry. Eisel is an, an illegal organisation, so when she comes back, she should be thrown into prison. Yeah, but she won't she, 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 joined, she joined an illegal organisation. She openly admitted... Well, she supported an illegal organisation. She, she, she should be locked up as soon as she comes home. She, but should, she should be, be allowed to be home. Okay, so that's great. So, Peter, we bring her home. You know, she goes to special criminal court who deal with that kind of stuff. Um, she's part of an illegal organisation. We prove that she's part of an illegal organisation. She gets three years in jail. Well, that's a, that, that, that's the criminal system. She, she, she I'm just be saying up for a lot longer. Like, yeah, I totally. Get you can't. It. You can't lock people up forever. No, and, and that's not going to happen either. So they have to come out sometime. I, I totally get it, but she's still an she's still an Irish citizen. Why would you want to have a citizen in your country to arrest your state? It's not that I want her here. I, I like what she's doing is totally wrong, and I know the danger that that she could pose, possibly pose, like as you say, like. Um, but you can't just refuse her. She has to be. She has to be a citizen of some country, and it's like you're just throwing, throwing out your, your dirty laundry off to somebody else. Okay, it's a fair point. But, uh, and do me a favour, stay there, please, if you can, because I, I, I want to. Billy, or hang on with me if you want to. I want to go to John O'Dea straight after the break as well. Loads of people texting in and WhatsApping in. The question I'm simply asking you: It is, you know, she is an Irish citizen, according to Leo Varadkar, that she will be brought home to Ireland. He said it's a compassionate thing. That was the quote, by the way. And he also said that. Um, Going to Syria or going to lie, uh, to live in what was called an Islamic state in itself is not an offence or a crime. Uh, so we will need to carry out an investigation. I know the authorities there will want to interrogate her to see if she's been involved in any crimes there. But it's very possible that she wasn't a combatant. But clearly what Leo is missing out on, Leah move, or Lisa moved to Syria uh, via Tunisia several years ago. And uh, it's believed uh, that she was married to a f- uh, fighter jet pilot while she was there. He's now dead, by the way. Um, we believe, and she has a two-year-old son. She was clearly radicalised. She's clearly uh, an extremist, um, and we know that. That was the reason, of course, that she she left the Irish Army in the first place, that, she refu- that they wouldn't allow her to wear the full headscarf while she was in the Irish Army. Uh, and the question is, should she be allowed back? J-O-D, J-O-D, you're in Cork, you're in Classic Kids. How you, John? Afternoon, how are you? John, in relation to this ISIS bride, uh, she, you heard Billy, absolutely no way. Peter believes she should be allowed back into the country. Should she? I agree with Billy. There's no way she should be allowed back in here. Let's be honest. We're not talking about an individual like across the water where this teenager went over. We're talking about someone that was in the air corps, right, that done her military training. So she would be able to, we'll say, she would be used to hand-to-hand fighting. She would be weapons trained. She would do light explosives. She would be familiar with that. She also would have the technical knowledge, being in the air corps, of the walkings of planes. And to me, she's too much of a security. Well, I don't, I don't, well, I don't think she was flying any planes, in fairness. No, but I mean, she, she was interacting with her and being, and being her own aircraft when she was in the aircraft, so she would be familiar of the walkings and the comings and goings and what goes on. And mechan- I mean, she would have a rough idea more than you and me. Mm-hmm. So to me, like, I mean, she's just an ordinary average citizen. Right? She, this woman is trained, and she took it on herself to, to actually go up and fight for the most murderous regime that we've ever seen, the cruelty that these people have dished out. We still, uh, I say, don't know the half of it, right? 
Well, 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 this is the whole point. You don't know. And according to Leo Varadka, you know, he says, I know the authorities there will interrogate her to see if she, obviously because she's in a sub-camp at the moment uh, with other ISIS brides, but to see if she's been involved in any crimes there. So if she hasn't been involved in any crimes and she was only a supporter as such or married to somebody who was involved in crimes and condoning those crimes, obviously, you know, it doesn't mean that she wasn't condoning them. You know, she hasn't broken any international laws apart from being maybe a member of an organisation. That's up to us then. That's up to us then to charge her with that and, well, and it, deal with her in this country. It would, it would be absolutely impossible if you bring her back here. She would be charged with nothing. I guarantee you that she would walk free because it would be impossible to gather evidence on this person, right? So I reckon she won't do a day inside in jail and she'll have her citizenship back and she can get on with her life here. Well, she's and never she, lost her citizenship, yeah. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, I mean... Uh, What's to stop this woman then? Like, I mean, she, she gave an interview to ICB then. She said it's not over. No, did she mean it's not over for her? Or it's not over for the whole caliphate as the Gazoises, whatever, right? What's to stop this woman someday? She doesn't have to have a car herself. She could pull some woman out of a car that's getting into a car in the shopping centre, drive it down Grafton Street or O'Connor Street or Patrick Street and Cork and kill about 50 people. What's for Arkell and Bertie Hearn and Charlie Flanagan going to do about that? Okay, we'll stay there a second. Let me just go to Joan. Joan, you're on Classic Kids. Hello, Niall. How are you? Well, Joan, a little bit close to home. This woman is from Dundalk. That's right. I don't know whether you know her or not. I know her face from a few years back. And remembering, of course, so a few years ago, I said to you that there were a lot of young girls going about who were radicalizing girls here. Uh, Mm -hmm. They were dressed in their Muslim... And I said to you that there was a case in Castle Bar where I knew of a fact where these girls were getting friendly with girls here and this would be the end result. And that's something so... Very important. We need that girl back here to take every inch, even forced information from her to protect me, you and everybody else. First of all, she was a party girl and she did it all. Drugs, drink, ecstasy. Nothing to show off about, however. Did she want a different fun in life? Of course she did. She wanted fun and she got bored and she wanted to get married. She had a great bra for getting married. And, of course, we do know that she married um, a jihadi fighter. So that is very important information that we've got to get on him as well. But he's dead. It doesn't matter. She has to give us the information. Hang on, John. Hang on, John. So, but, yeah, but the point is, Joan, whether she's actually physically done anything wrong herself, we don't know. Okay, that's, don't that's know. entirely up to the Syrians to, uh, to find out, uh, you know, in this subcamp to find out exactly when she's interrogated what she's done wrong. Yeah, but, but, in, but in saying that, you know, th- we do know one thing, that she condones this kind of violence. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, she's a little bit different from the other girl, Shamila, who seemed to be in a panic. This girl hasn't been in too much of a panic until her husband died, right? Now, the big question is whether she was involved or not involved at all. But, she, but she's involved by just by association. Of yes, of course. When I say involved, I'm talking about fully involved, light or heavy. Also, the husband, was he involved, light or heavy? How did he die? And uh, after all, he was a jihadi fighter. Now, we've got to get him information from her and that is why we've got to be safe ourselves because whether you like well wouldn't the safest bet be not to have her here at all wouldn't that not be the safest bet no it would not no it would not because I tell you why we won't get the relative information do you know Niall at this very moment you can't force it out of her Joan because you're talking about something like one time and no beard yeah yeah I mean the thing about people have the thing about it is hold on a second if she comes back here Joan nobody's going to be able to force any information out of anybody because because of human rights and all sorts of carry on yes 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 but wait I tell you Niall she must have been, she was in a very 
intelligent job but yet she was very stupid initially so there was a reason mentally or physically why some of them are enticed to go into an organisation and go she had a good job here she was in the air corps here I mean this girl had a whole future ahead of her she was actually a flight attendant on the government jet at one stage we knew that and there there were rigours and there were dangers there of confirmation and the reason she left the army was because she wasn't allowed to wear her burqa yeah, we know all that. Yeah. And that's why that girl has to come back here and we will get more information. Because first of all... Uh, I don't Carr- think she's going to talk to anybody when she comes back. Oh, she will, she because she I'll tell you why. Farad Carr has to decide now, not next week. He's got to decide, are we going to have such a law here that if you go over there at all, uh, you are, as you say, leave them there to be bounced off. No, that law has to come into place. She will have to be kept, I believe, in security for a while till every bit of information. Now, she wants more fun. Her husband has <laughs> died. But we, and and I, I, in some sense, I agree with what you're saying. If the case was she had to be brought home, that she should be kept, obviously, in isolation and, and interrogated in a sense. But you know, as well as I do, Joan, that yep. all those organisations and those NGOs out there who are paid to defend people like this will be up in arms saying her human rights are being violated. How dare you keep her in isolation? How dare I you keep her confined? No. Let her go. No, I think there's no, a different uh, looking on at human rights. Inhuman rights. If you want to leave this country to go to inhuman rights, as, say, we haven't proven her yet to be. So you were often quoting the same as uh, Michael Jackson to uh, guilty, unproven, innocent, innocent, not proven guilty. And that story was a no-no, and I, I believe a good one for but Jackson. We do know Sorry she, but, we, but we do know she's guilty of supporting an illegal organisation. Exactly. We do Therefore, know that. But, but what, That's what, not just an allegation, by the way. Yes, but now, what are our special police doing over here? I'll tell you what they're doing. They're on the lookout in every village and town in this country as we speak, looking for these people who are coming over to entice and radicalise all these. This is what we're looking for. Now we've got a girl that we can talk to, that we can get information from. We don't need information. Well, hang on, sorry, Billy, go ahead, yeah. We don't need information, right? We don't need, the simple fact is, these people are all over Europe, and they've only one intention, to make, uh, kill as many people as possible. They're sleeping at the moment, there hasn't been a terrorist attack in a year or two. Yes, but, but hang on, John, John, it's coming. She shouldn't be allowed in, it's similar to that. If I had a criminal conviction for drugs, I wouldn't be allowed into Australia or America or Canada, or whatever. But listen, she has more than, she has more than a criminal conviction for her drugs. She's a danger. She's extremist. No way. Okay, because Joan, and he's got a point. Joan, if I was heading to the United States tomorrow and I have to yeah. fill in my form online, uh, my, my yeah. ESTA, as they call it online, the first question on the ESTA is, uh, whilst in the United States, uh, will, you be, will you be involved in terrorist activity? Yes, sure. uh, have you ever been convicted of being involved in terrorist activity? Do you support terrorist activity? And if I, yeah. if I click yes to any of those things, I'm not allowed into the United States. Yeah, so in other words, right. it's considered to be at risk. But you're never on telling you. Forget about inhuman rights, human rights moment. Think of an car. He's got to make the decision. And why couldn't, why couldn't he make the same decision that the UK made? No. no we don't want you. Right there. Get around. No, we're asking the question because he has said by law, if she's been born here, she has a right to come back. Now, we've got to figure well, Shalima, out... Shalima Begum was born in the UK. She wasn't allowed back. Well, we know that. And they may... But do we have to follow them? Katie, you're on Classic Kids. How are you, Katie? How are you, Niall? How are things? Good. Katie, I mean, Lisa Smith, Shamima Bagoom, all these individuals mm-hmm. that want to be repatriated in their countries, should they be allowed? No, absolutely not. And that's um, just listening. I mean, I came in late to the conversation, but listening to her, her past situation, the fact that she worked 
um, in a government job in the in the Air Corps, however long or however. She was a uh, flight attendant in the government jet. Flight attendant. You know, it doesn't matter. She she was on the inside, whatever, however brief it was. And sometimes we laugh here in Ireland. We're, we're, they're sort of, we're so laid back, we're horizontal. It's like she, like Radka's saying, she wasn't a combatant. She doesn't have to be a combatant. I think it. I think it would come across the Irish as complete and utter gobshites, to be Absolute honest with you. Pickles. I mean, yeah. you know, if you're going to investigate her, investigate her while she's out of the country. Go to her superior officers in the Air Corps. Find out exactly what she was doing when she was there. See if they think she could be a, a threat. A risk. I mean, you, you don't know. I mean, the other women you mentioned, you know, daughters of families, mm-hmm. normal normal families. You know, everybody starts out as a, a normal person from a normal background. You always hear the stories, oh, so we never knew. And She was a lovely nice. person. and A lovely person. And is that what Faradka's going to do? He's going to wait till something happens and then he goes, oh my God, I'm sorry. Or he won't be in government. So it'll be Well, as I said last week, you know, if Faradka wants to allow people back into this country and there is a few of them want to be repatriated, if he takes personal responsibility for them, well, well and good. Well, he's not going to do that. No, he's not, no. no. I mean, like, look at, look at the situation in Guantanamo Bay. I mean, there's guys there for years and years and years. And whether or not they had any affiliation, they're still there. And mm-hmm. I know it hasn't improved things. But, I mean, unless he sets something up like that, she's one individual. But don't think for one second that we haven't already got cells set up here. Yeah, sorry, Joan. Go, yeah, Joan, go ahead. Oh, gosh, that would be great for conspiracy. Could we ever speak this? There's no, con- well, well, there's no conspiracy in the fact there is cells of ISIS here in Ireland. Yeah. That's not a yeah. conspiracy. Okay, That's a fact, well, Joan. Yeah, well, uh, please do let me talk, and I let you talk now. Thank you very much. But now, you have been oh, talking, in now, just a minute. Talking for a while, and I appreciate your point of view. But I might know, I might know a little bit more than you, Mrs. Right? Now, now, how do, you do, how do you know a little bit? You don't even know who I am. No, not you. Not about you. I don't know about you. No, now, no, no, no. She said, "How do you know? You know more." But go on, you know well, well, go on. Sorry, well, hang on, Katie. Let, let Joan respond. Go ahead, Joan. Okay. First of all, we don't know the circumstances. Now, whether they're silly or not, we still have to say yes or no. We don't know the circumstances. Was she kidnapped? We don't think so. Uh, did she go for fun? Now, according to all write-ups in the paper, she was a girl who wanted a life of fun, and. Going back on mm. the fact that she was a lively girl who was on drugs for so long, her head might have been a bit tinkled with. And she gets this information and she goes into a decline. She's lonely. She's solitary. These are all facts. Here we go. Excuse me. These are facts in the paper. And stop and Paper never refuses ink. Oh, Did the usual. That? Did you never? I mean, when you say going away for fun, okay, she was a party girl and liked to experiment and go away for a bit of crack. But hang on, moving to Syria via Tunisia, meeting somebody over there who's an ISIS fighter, uh, you know, flies a fighter jet, and deciding to marry him is not something you do for fun. Mind, mind, do you for one instant think that I like the girl, that I love the girl, that I Never saw that, the girl? No. I do Never not like one footstep she would ever take in her life, but proven guilty and see what she's guilty of. Now we are ready to condemn. The very fact that she went over, I would condemn it. That's enough, is that's the real reason. But, but is, that, is that, Joan, the very fact that she went over and supported an organisation that's responsible for genocide, is that not enough to convince you that she's, she's not deserving of an Irish passport? Oh, well, you know, you see, 
mean, I'll that if uh, say uh, a cousin or something of yours went over, you'd like to know why they went over. The well, proof, but I'd still, but I'd still say they could rot there for as far as, far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Get but all that from her in seclusion here, where she will be taken into security. She will stay there till they're determined. Determined. No, okay. Well, we'll see. I'm sorry, Katie. You want to say something? Yeah, I'm they've been that, um, they've been there that she, you know, she was looking for fun. I mean, yeah. is that what she's saying now that she wants uh, to get back? That she no, only she went there because she was looking for she fun. She didn't. She hasn't said that. No, that's just based on previous history and the type of person she was. The last place she'd go for fun, to be honest with you. Yeah. Ibiza for a week, maybe, but I wouldn't Some be going to Syria mm. for a bit of crack, you know? Yeah, well, stay there because, Connor, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Connor? No way. How are you doing, Connor? Uh, Connor, you believe if she comes back that she's going to be supervised, which in turn will cost the, ca- uh, the taxpayer money, and you're not happy to pay for it. Don't mm. No, exactly. I mean, the uh, priorities right between statelessness and homelessness. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, for her to come home here, whether she serves any time or not, remains to be seen. But she's going to be kept on the 24-hour surveillance, yeah. For, for at least three years, at a cost of millions of pounds to the taxpayer. That's call a spade a spade. She didn't go over there to make cakes for Isis. Nope. She certainly did well, not. And, and, and if, any, if any of the good people there are ringing up and want to bring her home, that, would, 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 would they let her stay in their, in their home? Well, Joan? Yes? You wouldn't let her stay in your home, would you? No, well, that's a stupid, 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 stupid question. I despise the girl. I despise the fact that we don't have a written law for years gone past since the uh, jihad and all these uh, mad people were well, here. Well, then if you, de- well, well, Joel, yeah. if you, if you despise her and you don't trust her, sure, let her stay there and rot. Who cares? Exactly. Because, Niall, we need to get the circumstances, the, the law of the land as it stands. Now, I don't, well, 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 I don't like the law of the land. Sorry, Conor, what are you trying to say? Oh yeah, I've listened to Joan there, and, and she's saying that uh, we have to prove that she that, that that girl is guilty that she committed offences. Well, we it's do. Yeah. It's up to her to prove to us that she didn't commit anything. Yeah, and that'll never happen now. She she won't open up. No. She'll give the story that she thinks we want to hear. I'm a victim. In order to get her back in. She, she, you know, Joan, she probably will do a, a little bit of a shamima on us and do a, I'm a victim here. You know what I mean? Niall, she's not. We she's need not a victim. to have a law enforced ahead of what happens. The world has gone down ahead of what happened years ago with the ISIS coming over here. Nobody said a word if somebody went over and came back. What would we do? Now Brad Carl's talking about it a bit late. Him and Hoyne. That doesn't mean that any of us want this girl to live the rest of her life. But we've got to get her over. Over here, because Niall, I live in the town that you grew up. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.